Should we rip it? What are we talking about? Little MLS playoffs? Little You're uh, the driver, dude. You're the F1 Formula One driver, man. What are you driving today? I'm driving a, an Aston Martin. Ooh. A classic. Ooh. Welcome to Footy Fellas, coming at you from Chicago and Minnesota. We're talking life, games, playing mind games. We got a little something for you. If you haven't followed us yet, throw us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, at Footy Fellas Pod, F-O-O-T-Y Fellas Pod. And today we're going to be talking about the intense, the crazy, the fascinating final MLS decision day, which led to the MLS playoffs. We've also got some NWSL playoff action and other big stories around the world of soccer, footy, with coaches leaving, coaches coming, and two other fellas here to chat with me about it. Welcome, fellas, the other two fellas here to chat with me about it. This is fella number two. This is fella number three. Does that make me fella number one? Oh, boy. No, you're you're fella number six, actually. There's like a whole other... You're fella number N, dude. You're we're an infinite fellas. We don't cap our felodrome. No cap. <laughs> <laughs> no cap on the felodrome. The felodrome is actually the vehicle we're going to use to spread the good word around the U.S. We're going to go up to each door, knock on the door, and say, "We're here to talk about the good word, Footy Fellas Pod." Mm-hmm. And if you haven't thrown us a follow yet, do so on Instagram, Twitter. Or YouTube at Footy Fellas Pod, F O O T Y Fellas Pod. And if we can get through all that without them shutting the door in our face, I'd say we've made another fella. Nice. Door to door is not nearly um, as what utilized in the social media space. I feel like everyone's so reliant on, on digital outreach. Um, but that could be where we find our niche, that could be how we grow organically. We, we go door to door and we canvas um, kind of like, I don't know, like a, like a census or um, maybe that's it. If anything, now I'm just, now I got good ideas. Uh, we pretend to be the census and mandate that, and let me know if this is a federal crime. And we mandate that in order to register yourself for the census so that you can be, you know, counted you have to follow footy fellas. I think people will follow that. I think people wouldn't see that as a ruse whatsoever. I think it's, uh, besides being a federal crime, a great idea. And maybe on top of that, we could also get the federal government to print our logo and maybe a QR code on every census. So that mm. when people fill out the form, they're like, what is this? This looks cool. Check it out. Bringing up a great point. Like, What if we teamed up with the government? What if we teamed up with them to help, uh, you know, use their uh, channels, their outreach, th- their general um, uh, placement, their establishments all throughout the United States? I mean, that's almost a brilliant idea, I see. That's almost like a like billion dollar idea. Team up with the government and then leverage their own, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, existence to help 
help propagate footy fellows. It's a win-win. Exactly. Cause, cause like that's, if anything, that's our, that's our way in. Hey, Mr. Biden, like your approval rating is a little low. You know, who's got a really high approval rating? Footy fellows. You probably want to associate yourself with us and just put our sticker and a QR code on all of these things. And you will, you can hitch a ride to our coattails. I think that's easy. I don't know if we're at the brand approval, brand favorability stage just yet. I feel like awareness, we need to make a bigger awareness play. So before we start canvassing door to door, we need to go telephone pole to telephone pole, TP to TP, oh, yeah. the number two in between there, right. and stick some posters and post-it notes on the TPs. So here's my other thought then. Icy, do you still have that, that, um, that hookup for staples? Because we're going to need, and I'm just counting with my hands right now, but we're going to need a lot of staples to kind of put those posters up. Um, yeah, you know, they... Um reserved a, a fake ad or sorry a, an ad in the future on our episode and i did barter it was a great deal i bartered about nine hundred eighty-four thousand two hundred eighty-seven staples um that's what they gave me and i give them some ad space so wow perfect here's an idea shoot what if we go door to door okay pretend like we're the census bureau Say you need to fill out this survey, and as part of the survey, it says you must follow Footy Fellows. Yep. That's so. That was that was step one. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Nope. I think we nailed it. Do you guys uh, like that idea? Or just I, to be clear, the my question back to, back to you. Okay, via icy though. Do we need uniforms? And that is, do we need Census Bureau uniforms? And if so. What does that look like? Is that just a kit? Is that like a soccer kit that has like Census Bureau on the badge? That would be such a fire kit that just says Census Bureau on it. <laughs> like it's not even the sponsor that is, that's the team name, like the logo, it's the Census Bureau logo. And then the team is Footy Fellas because right? we're part, we're just a couple members of the Census Bureau. Guys, we've seen CB, the, the two letters CB, floating around the soccer world. What's confusing for most people is they think that's mm. center back. Right. Eh, wrong. It's actually Census Bureau. We need to spread awareness. The CB position is the Census Bureau position. Very important position. Uh, center back is actually SB. So learn to spell. Go back to grammar school. Get it done. Educate yourself. Do you guys know? I never really put this together until right now. Do you guys know? You guys aware? Hey, hey, is this on? Are you guys aware of? <laughs> opened a Snapple bottle. I just read this fun fact. You guys, you guys hear this one? You guys hear? You guys catch this one in the news in the trades? Uh, average height for people who work at the Census Bureau? Pretty tall. <laughs> Pretty tall individuals there. And I never really put that together until right now because most of them are playing center back. Huh. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> All that to say, that was a crazy MNUFC LA Galaxy game. Woo! I don't know if either of you caught that one, but I was on the edge of my seat legitimately watching that three to three draw on the MLS decision day. Yeah, that was that was fun. I had it on I was intently watching without disturbance for fifteen minutes of it, and then it was in the background. I actually had a little family gathering that night, but 
saw the goals um, almost in real time or when they would replay them right after we scored or they scored. And, you know, we should have won 4-3. You know, Fragapone missed a penalty kick, kind of did a little, little too much dancing before he shot it and hit the post. Um, not good. I don't know why Reynoso doesn't take those. Or Ludd, who's the, on the Finnish national team and has a ripper of a left foot. So, questionable call. He won't be taking them going forward, I imagine. But, hey, baby, we're in the playoffs. And we'll talk about this probably more. Colorado, stunning um, last game of the season, winning 5-2 to two over whoever they played. But they finish in first in the Western Conference, which means... Minnesota would not even face Seattle until the conference finals, which is massive. So that's a good something, uh, silver lining for the boys, the boys in blue. How do you feel about their chances against Portland, a team that's also pretty deadly at home, a West Coast team, a team in Seattle's neck of the woods, not of Seattle's uh, historical caliber, like we were saying when you, you predicted them to take home the ship last week, I believe I see. They're not at that level, but they've been a solid team the last couple of years, and they're really tough to beat at home. Yeah, they're, they always seem like a very good playoff team, um, and we have rivalry with them. But this year, hey, we won both games against them. So, so far, so good. I think we've only gotten better since we've played them. Uh, I imagine they've also improved, but... Look, I think we can go in there. I think we can win. And I also think we can shock Colorado. So I'm looking forward to it. How do you feel? Let's just make this whole podcast about Minnesota. I'm game with it, though. How do you feel about being the only team in the playoffs with a negative goal differential? And how does that work? Wow, beautiful stat. Thank you, Jones, for that. Um, yes, we we don't score as much as we should. I think it had to do with some some injuries, and we also didn't have really quality strikers um, until late, later in the season. Um, and I think when Reynoso is healthy, anything's possible. When Ludd, Robin Ludd is is playing alongside him, um, it's even better. And we've got two new two new strikers. So you know, how did we get to that minus goal differential? Probably lost a couple of games, big big time. We started out zero and four up for the season, not great. Um, but hey, we bounced back. Goal differential, who cares anymore? It's the playoffs. Everything's clean, fresh. That's that's how it works. It's a clean slate. It's kind of like you enter college, right? All of the all of the rumors that people said about you and you know, how you never wipe, like those are forgotten. You're, yeah. you know, you're, you're totally in the clean is right. what you are. Right. You're no longer in the, in the poo poo house. You're, you're, you're not known as uh, Jonesy poo poo. You're known as uh, just Jonesy, just Max Jones. Right. That's what yeah. your professors Hi- call you. Hypothetically, least. hypothetically. Yeah. Air quotes, air quotes. Uh, well, there's a little fudge on the fingers when you put them up, but <laughs> Oh, how that God. <laughs> oh my God. Way too far. Way too far. Visual on a podcast. That's impressive. Uh, okay. Another thing I'm going to throw at you, Icy. Uh, who are you then looking at uh, your matchup for the play for, for the first round? Well, I can, I can really only speak to MNUFC players. I'm not too familiar with the Portland roster, but you could help me out if I get stuck. Uh, but obviously 
Reynoso, Emmanuel Reynoso. He is by far our best player. Very skilled. We need him to even come close to winning any game this season uh, and in these playoffs. So he'll have to be healthy. And I think, as you pointed out, our defense has to be, um, uh, they've just got to be on top of it as well. We can't give up bad goals, which happened in the Galaxy game. So we're a little bit porous in the back. Got to got to clean that up. Got to play like Nashville. Mm. We need some Lovitz, some Lovitz love. I like that take. Every Everybody can use a little Lovitz. <laughs> All you need is love it, love it, love it. All you need is love it. From the Beatles song. Oh. Yeah. So let's uh let's break down each matchup and see what uh, what you guys take. Let's go quick quick um, predictions here. Round okay. one, Western Conference. Colorado okay. gets the bye. Okay. They're the one seed. Yep. We've got Portland versus Minnesota. Yep. All right. Quick, rapid. Portland. Eli? Minnesota. I'm not a sellout. Thanks, Eli. I have a real friend. (laughs) 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 All right. Now, next we've got Sporting Kansas City versus Vancouver. Jones? Uh, You know, I've really... I'm I'm going to say this from the perspective of someone who's trying to fake it very hard. Um, Watched a lot of uh, Sporting KC this year. Really impressed with their midfield play. Very cohesive, but... I feel like Vancouver is just one of those teams that's flown under the radar with some explosive um, uh, dynamic forward play. And uh, and in the playoffs, anything goes. I, I, I could see Vancouver pulling this one off um, 2-0. The interesting thing with Vancouver is they drew their last game against the Sounders on Sunday. If they had lost that game, which looked likely since Seattle, it actually mattered to Seattle because they would have gotten the bye, which is massive but they apparently had a lot of injuries. And so they rested some of their key players. They chose to say, Hey, we're going to be healthy for the playoffs. Even if it means sacrificing potentially that round one by they drew uh, the Sounders thing, Vancouver that is. And because they got that draw, they are facing sporting Kansas city rather than Seattle in the first round, which Real Salt Lake is that last seventh seeded team to sneak into the playoffs and sneak. They did with a 90th, plus five minute goal just to, to get in mayhem there. Um, so I think Vancouver has a much better shot against sporting Kansas city than they would against Seattle, which we'll get to next. However, sporting Kansas city is all around a much better team than them. And I have to go with the higher rank seed. Something I think we also need to talk about, uh, which is surprisingly not making any headlines. Cause last week we had, we'd brought, we pulled in the insight that uh, all all of the state of Texas is eliminated from the playoffs. But I think we also need to acknowledge the entire state of California is also eliminated from the playoffs. And uh, that that is a stat bomb that uh, hasn't been dropped on this pod just yet. So biggest uh, uh, biggest populated most populated states um, in the country uh, uh, with the the most electoral college votes have just been eliminated. <laughs> So really, uh, this is an anything goes, um, you know, socialists could pull this one out is all I'm saying. <laughs> We're keeping the Census Bureau vibes uh, moving throughout <laughs> this spot. That's, a, that's just a shout out to small market teams. Yeah, Let's exactly. go. MLS doesn't necessarily favor the wealthy. Yes, it helps, but you can, you can make it happen as a sporting Kansas City or a Nashville. Yes, sir. All right, last matchup in the West, we've got Seattle versus Real Salt Lake. 
Seattle, Seattle, um, they are a machine. They're, they are affectionately, I, I believe uh, Eli calls them the green machine, the lean green machine, the green bean lean machine. He has a whole, it's a, it's almost a wrap at this point. And, um, and because of their uh, just uh, efficiency and ruthlessness, I have them, I have them winning one, nothing. I'll take, I'll take two, nothing Seattle. Okay. Yeah, I can't. Uh, Rui Diaz is honestly the best player in the MLS, so I uh, can't really uh, go wrong with him. All right, in the East, New England gets that first spot, and so they get the bye. Next matchup, we've got New York City versus Atlanta. No, you t- you go first in this one. I exposed myself on the last one, so you go first. <laughs> is my home, my home city. I'm not actually from New York, but. I've been to one, exactly one NYCFC game at Yankee Stadium when they started playing there the year they launched. 20, must have been a while ago at this point. It was good vibes, good atmosphere at Yankee Stadium. They are the home team in this matchup. Atlanta turned it around. They started off not hot, which was kind of a shock. Everyone wondering if Joseph Martinez, one of the best players in the league, could turn it around. He dyed his hair pink. He started scoring goals and... (laughs) Atlanta is in this place for a reason. So as good as NYCFC are as an overall team, I think Martinez will pull out a goal and Atlanta will find some way to take this two to one. Wow. Was not expecting that. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go New York City FC on the back of Pirlo and David Villa with a little help from... uh, Frank Lampard. Uh, Frank Lampard and our boy Jack Harrison. Uh, they are going to win 2 nothing. All right. Next matchup, we've got our one and only Nashville FC versus Orlando. Well, uh, I think something that you need to factor in uh, to this matchup is really it's a clash of colors. You've got purple versus yellow, and seldom do you really see those two together when you're not in like New Orleans, I think. Um, during Mardi Gras. So, uh, you know, a couple things you also need to factor in weather. Uh, but these are both warm weather teams. Uh, and as Nashville will be hosting, I think that might cater to Orlando's needs um, a little bit more than they would like. Uh, that said, uh, Nashville is a wagon right now and I'm hopping aboard. Uh, so, so book me a ticket to ride on that uh, 4-0 Nashville thrashing of the oc if you come with the minnesota vikings colors one more time jones we're gonna have some problems okay we're gonna have some problems (laughs) should be some fisticuffs some digital fisticuffs i appreciate that weren't the thrashers an nhl team uh yeah are they not anymore they became so the atlanta thrashers became the winnipeg jets in 2011 whoa you saying thrashers took me back though 4-0 4-0 Nashville, what a call. They actually played each other the second to last game week of the season and drew 1-1. Tightly contested matchup. Uh, Orlando had lion's share of possession at just, just 51%. Uh, but Nashville, their trademark 5-3-2 with their outside backs. They seem to get a lot of chances. 14 shots, not as many on goal. So... What can we draw from that conclusion? Pretty obvious. You sensed it. 
4-0 Nashville. <laughs> We're taking this to the house, baby. This is step one of four. We're taking home the shit. Bringing it home. <laughs> I am worried about Daryl DK. Rooting for Nashville in this matchup. I'm worried about DK, who's gotten hot lately. Nani can always just whip in a curler out of nothing. Work some magic. So I'm a bit worried, but that being said, it's going to be 4-0, and there's no doubt. Give me that Nashville fried chicken. <laughs> All right, and the final matchup in the East, Philadelphia versus New York Red Bulls. It's a real rivalry game is what this is. Philadelphia, New York Red Bulls. This is, uh, this is one of the longer standing rivalries in the MLS, I believe, in terms of geography, time in the league, uh, and not much sets these teams apart historically. However, this season, Philly has obviously been the steadier team, the overall better, more talented team, pretty much everyone would argue. The Red Bulls coming in as the seventh seed, they've caused some upsets in the past, but this does not seem like the team to do it. They just struggled to score goals so much. They actually, uh, they were one of the lowest scoring teams in the Eastern Conference, um, which meant to get in the playoffs, they also didn't give up that many goals. So we could see a tightly contested defensive contest. I will take the Union 1-0 over the New York Red Bulls. Uh, I think something that, that no one's really talking about, no one's probably said about this matchup is... Um, is that Philadelphia is where uh, my mom is from. And, um, and uh, she, she is a big Phillies fan and the Philly fanatic uh, is, uh, is, I mean, like an iconic, like we talk about iconic mascots, right? All time mascots. The Philly fanatic is truly, a top 10, top five across like all sports, really. Um, and so when you think about when you think about Philadelphia and what that kind of means in the sports context overall, uh, you need to you need to really th- uh, think about, uh, you know, what kind of impact this game would have if New York won. Um, and I don't think that Philly can allow that because of their legacy, right? Because of the iconic, you look at Rocky, right? You look at the Eagles, Donovan McNabb. I mean, <laughs> I couldn't say that one, but you, you look at kind of these, uh, these pillars of, of sportsmen, uh, just iconic, iconic sism. It's a word, uh, Philadelphia just, um, you know, they just, uh, they're probably going to lose, uh, one Oh Red Bulls. <laughs> All right. Thank you, lads. That's a quick <laughs> rundown from the footy fellas on, uh, some MLS playoff action. There's definitely a buzz this year around the MLS playoffs. I think just another year of us on this footy fellas journey. So following certain accounts, follow, you know, seeing Eli Lesser get hyped about it, make predictions, memes, the chatter online on Twitter, uh, it feels like there's a real buzz this year. And with teams like Colorado out of nowhere grabbing the number one seed, you got some new fun storylines. So I'm, I'm excited for these playoffs that start this upcoming Saturday. Or two Saturdays from now. Thank you. Just joking. Two Saturdays from now. So we've got some time. So you can chill out. Don't get too excited. People are getting too excited. This is what my point before. Too much chatter online. Chill. Woo! 
chill for now. Come back hyped next next weekend. Uh, quick pivot. Um, the Premier League happened this weekend, and um, uh, and wow, I mean Liverpool just got absolutely worked. Icy, <laughs> how are you feeling after that um, that loss to to West Ham three to two? You know, don't come at me like that so hard when Ole is still your manager, okay? So Liverpool had a disappointing game against West Ham. West Ham is legit, okay? They are third in the league right now. But uh, admittedly, Liverpool did not play uh, as I wanted them, as we expected them to play. And yeah, brutal. They lost. It, it is what it is. First loss of the season for the lads. And, but we just take it on the chin and keep going. We got Arsenal next. We're going to just uh, put Ramsdale back in a little corner and make him cry and, you know, dominate. Are you worried about Arsenal's undefeated streak uh, as they, too, uh, if anything, have kind of jumped into a similar position that West Ham was in? Um, uh, do you think that Liverpool could be skidding and potentially out of the Champions League for next year? <sighs> Uh, nothing could scare me less than playing Arsenal. So Arsenal's a non-factor. Wow. They will get smoked by Liverpool. I have no nerves. Okay, so I sense a little shakiness in your voice. Um, you have a matchup upcoming with um, uh, probably another team in the Premier League. Uh, maybe it's Southampton. Are you are you at all worried that after back to back losses to West Ham and then uh, and then losing to um, uh, Arsenal that Southampton could be the one that almost almost in a in a like a Shakespearean way uh, wins back Van Dyke from Liverpool and he decides to uh, defect back to Southampton during the winter transfer window. What are the chances of that? <laughs> um, look, I'm a, I'm, I am a betting man and those odds are pretty much against you. 5,000 to one Leicester city type odds, but you know, might as well throw $10 on that bet and see where it takes you. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, Jones, you said a lot of words and anything you say doesn't really phase me because Liverpool is Liverpool and they're going to win. We also have two just gimmies in the Champions League. You don't even have to play. Dude, we're going to play our freaking U18s because we could lose and it doesn't even matter. We already secured the next round spot and we're first. So, you know, things are good. Things are good. Sounding pretty defensive. Um I think a, another big update in the league was the appointment uh, of the anointed, I'm going to say anointment, uh, Eddie Howe to the position of manager of Newcastle. Eli is looking him up currently um, on the on the Google. Uh, Eli, what are your thoughts on, on this appointment? I had to look this up because I couldn't believe, uh, I was just in shock. How did this happen? Uh, how did you spell that? The how H O W E like his name. What? Get out of here! I'm. I. It makes sense. We we were talking about it as a group in our our text chain earlier. 
which for only 40 bucks a month, you can actually join our, <laughs> our text chain, which what is kind of nuts. brilliant idea. It's just kind of a bargain, bargain bin we price. Give you, we'll give you our number if you give us 40 bucks <laughs> is essentially what we're saying. A month. <laughs> a month. Eddie Howe, we were all saying, is kind of a nice appointment for Newcastle because you're not too, putting too much pressure on the here and now. Yes, they need to get through this year. They need to stay in the Prem, which they likely will. But next year with the new ownership group, we talked about a couple episodes ago, so much money, potentially bringing in big name players. You didn't just bring in a Conte. You didn't bring in a Mourinho or one of these coaches that if you don't win now, it's a huge disaster. He actually knows how to coach. He worked for and coached a Bournemouth team that was kind of in the same position Newcastle is in now, like aiming for mid table at best. So it seems like there's only upside and they limited some of the downside potential with a bigger name just for the showy signing, which is a smart move. I love that. And Eddie Howe is a, he was a hot name uh, a year or two ago, whenever, whenever Bournemouth, I think was relegated and and perhaps that's when he was fired. I'm, I'm trying to remember. And he was suddenly available. Um, there was a lot of talk about him and then he kind of faded away. Uh, so I think this is super exciting for him to, to kind of help uh, reclaim his, his status among um, British uh, coaches in, in the Prem. It's also the other, the other big coaching news is that Dean Smith, Aston Villa coach, was sacked after a pretty tough run of form for them. And the, the news online makes us want to believe that Steven Gerrard is, is leading the list of possible candidates for Aston Villa's next head coach. How would you feel about that? Seeing Steven Gerrard back in the league, I see, but coaching Aston Villa. I think it'd be awesome. Makes me a little nervous seeing Lampard attempt and uh, not do as great as maybe expected. But, you know, lesser team, lower caliber team in Aston Villa, I think it gives you a little bit more leeway to make headway <laughs> and do do something good. So, yeah, I'd be I'd be stoked to see that. Stoke City, you'd be Stoke City. We were all, yeah, we wanted that one. Um, and it helps that that Gerard, you know, it, it, he can go either way. It helps that he's coached a you know very successful Rangers um, team uh, that's that's dis- dismantled Celtics uh, grip on the Scottish Premier League. Uh, but then you know, on the other hand, he is like a Liverpool player, so he doesn't he hasn't won a ton, and that could you know y- you want someone at the helm who who knows how to pull out a, a, a victory or two. So that could, we'll see how that, that one transpires. Um, and because you guys asked Ole is still the manager at United. Um, uh, there, there are some heavy links with Brendan Rogers to potentially take his spot. Um, though it, it's, it's kind of a, it's a very uncertain just situation all around my, my money unless Ole and by Ole, I mean, United get, you know, smacked or somehow drop out of the champions league i'm trying to think what could really do it now because that that loss to to city was pretty comprehensive i um i do think that uh there's a very good chance that in the winter transfer window we might see uh lester and brennan rogers mutually part and then he makes the jump over or you know or 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 frankly lester fire him because because lester actually have not been doing it all that well uh, which you can say is Brendan Rodgers' fault. You could say it's because he's a former Liverpool coach. You could say like any other valid excuse to, to help justify um, their recent performances. Um, question to you guys, who's going to finish fifth in the Premier League this year? 
<laughs> we love this conversation. Uh, I think we decided it was unanimous last um, pod episode that United is probably going to be fifth. I mean, it's very, <laughs> they've solidified roasted. it. Roasted in my own podcast. Solidified. West Ham. West Ham is taking the Brighton role. They're playing the Brighton, the Brighton spot in this play. Uh, since Brighton haven't managed to stay up, and now West Ham are sitting in third after their their win over Liverpool. Not to bring it back to that, but uh, they've made that jump into what is otherwise a pretty expected top six: Chelsea in first, Man City in second, West Ham in third, Liverpool in fourth, followed by Arsenal and Man U in fifth and sixth. So this title race is far from over. We've got Tottenham with Conte now at the helm, officially in ninth. They will probably have a hard time of climbing up the ladder because all those other teams are so strong. But Arsenal, props to them too for being in such a, a good run of form and being Liverpool's next opponent. They've been on fire recently and they're in fifth, which is far from their uh, relegation days early on in the season. So do you think West Ham is going to finish fifth? Probably. You know, and the then, team that we're not talking about and that we just don't give enough credit to is Norwich City. Could they mm-hmm. make a, a fifth? Could they could they make a run up to fifth? It's it's incredible. They got their first win. We almost we almost forgot to mark this monumental day. Oh my god, you're right. They they barely held off Brentford, the other uh other team that got promoted last season, but they somehow did it. And in doing so, they gave their fans the happiest moment of 2021. Oh man, the uh, did you guys catch the the interview after the game with the Brentford manager? It was great. He's like, you know, brutal loss for the team, but I think expected goals we had three, about three. He was stoked. He was like, he wasn't even that bummed. He was like, look, all the stats show that we dominated. We should have won. We just didn't. It'll come. <laughs> That's a good outlook. Thomas Frank whipped out expected goals. That's hilarious. Yeah. All right, let's let's uh, wrap things up with some NWSL action who, as a league, is underway in terms of their playoffs. They actually switched this year because they uh, expanded their roster of teams with another two or three new teams this year. Three, two, OL Reign, or Kansas City and Racing Louisville, I believe. So maybe two new teams. And what that meant is they moved from four teams at the top of the table automatically jumping into a semifinals to now having six teams make the playoffs top two teams get buys and then the remaining four teams uh play in sort of a quarterfinal matchup three versus six four versus five semifinals from there on out so in that first round of play we had the chicago red stars and gotham fc two teams that we support actually because we had elizabeth eddie from gotham on the pod who was awesome and we're in Chicago, so obviously we're going to support the Red Stars. And the Red Stars took that one home 1-0 to nil off a goal by Mallory Pugh, who feels like she's been killing it for a while now. Mallory Pugh, I will say, uh, is is in a weird position where she's a little... Um, she almost got overrated. She was she was really talented at a very young age and was thrust into the, into the, into the spotlight. And then, um, and then she fell off a little bit. She's still extremely young uh, because of of just how early on she was brought in. Um, and I'm I'm thrilled to see that she's been as successful as she has been so far um, for the Red Stars. Uh, and hope that she can um, 
she can kind of rise back to the cream of the cream of the crop um would be nice for the red stars to also bring chicago its second victory uh this year following the uh um sky the sky chicago sky um so roll on red stars in the other matchup, we had the Washington Spirit taking on North Carolina Courage. And the North Carolina Courage, this team that has been so great the past couple of years, an absolute dynasty we talked about earlier in the year as the season kicked off, they fell 1-0 to the Spirit in an extra time 113th minute goal. So crazy tense, crazy tight match there. Went to extra time. The Spirit had 33 shots and 13 on target. A lot of chances. That would suck to lose that one after having 33 shots. So I'm glad they they found a way to score. Sheesh. Which means in the semis, we've got Chicago taking on the top-seeded Portland Thorns, who we hyped up before the season. And they won the uh, Challenge Cup, didn't they? Such a strong team. They've got Haran and... uh, bunch of other studs Sinclair a lot of well-known veterans on that Portland Thorns team super (laughs) super well-known so Chicago's got a tough challenge up against them and on the other side of the bracket the Spirit are taking on the second place second seeded OL Reign who I think surprised a lot of people I didn't follow them closely enough but I think they surprised a lot of people by finishing second this year so two very worthy semifinals we'll see what happens those are taking place this Sunday November 14th and we've also got a uh, a U.S. men's national team game coming up as they jump back in a World Cup qualifying against Mexico on Friday night. I see. This is a big clash. Um, can you guarantee a United States win here, or uh, should we temper our expectations? Uh, I cannot make any guarantees with this United States men's team. Unfortunately, I think we will probably fall two to one. In this match, uh, I think it is in. Oh, it's in. It's at home. You know, I just look. I'm I'm a kind of a Debbie Downer right now on the team. I don't want to be, but I don't think they can pull it out against Mexico. We've got Dest out of the lineup, injured. Pulisic back in the lineup, which he hasn't been in a while, which is pretty exciting. We also watched Jones and I watched the. Uh, documentary recently like a youtube documentary documentary that you showed me on how landon donovan sparked this rivalry that i thought was pretty cool there's a uh, there's a great documentary out there uh the, the theme of the documentary is like beef it's like how did this beef get started initiated um the name of the account will follow up and put that in the chat um it uh it essentially just just followed landon donovan's rise uh, as it simultaneously mirrored the rise of the U.S. men's national team's success against Mexico prior to like 2000 uh, or Y2K, if you if you will, uh, U.S. Uh, had just been owned completely owned by Mexico. Then Lana Donovan existed, uh, as well as a lot of his shit talking, and um, and it followed those those funny and not so funny moments. Uh, in the years that followed, and since then, the U.S. men's national team has been there. And uh, thank you. <laughs> I caught that. Don't worry, I caught that. We all heard it. 
Anything else? U.S.-Mexico. Looking forward to it. NWSL playoffs, MLS playoffs kicking soon. A lot of soccer to come. And hopefully, Ricardo Pepe can take on the role of Landon Donovan. Stir up some more beef by scoring some more goals against Mexico on Friday. That's the dream. It's called carne asada. (laughs) We will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming out. See you next week. Red Bull and Mercedes are actually hotly contesting for the first, for the uh, driver's championship, whatever it's called, but the teams wise on points, they're almost level one point off right now, heading to the last four races. Very thrilling. Wow. Wait, you actually know Formula One?